Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if a nursing college cared for its students the same way nurses cared for their patients? What if the focus was on keeping students in, not weeding them out? What would happen? Something extraordinary. Join us, and together we can make a difference. Chamberlain University College of Nursing. Extraordinary care, extraordinary nurses. Visit Chamberlain's Arlington campus for an open house on September 14th at 4 p.m. Enrolling for our three-year BSN degree program with no current wait list. Register at chamberlain.edu. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Cowbell Kingdom podcast here on cowbellkingdom.com. Matt George and Leo Biez with you. Looking forward to breaking down this brand new Sacramento Kings and all around the NBA 2016-2017 schedule that was just released yesterday afternoon. We're going to really dive into the games for the Kings, talk about the home opener, talk about the road trips that they're on, the really front-heavy schedule that they have, particularly on the East Coast. And then we'll also touch on some of the other big games that do not involve the Kings going on around the league. But before we do that, I welcome in Leo right now. How you doing, sir? I am excited. The Raiders play tonight. Oh, it's such a glorious time to have uh, football back. And yes, I am a basketball guy, first and foremost. But man, being a Raiders fan, this is the first season in a long time. Long, long time. (laughs) Just so much to look forward to. But you also have to handle it with a little bit of cautious optimism as well because you don't want to get your heart broken by like, could you imagine if Derek Carr, he's probably not going to play tonight, but game two or game three of the preseason, he goes out for just a couple of snaps and something happens to his shoulder or something Something let me knock on some wood right now just to make sure none of that ever happens but you know uh it's an exciting time certainly this is my favorite time of the year leo and we're approaching it because especially in october october Mm -hmm. in my opinion is the best sports month of the year because you have mlb playoffs and the world series approaching you have football well underway and then you have the nba season just kicking or tipping off it's such an amazing time so we're really entering that fall season and man is it exciting every day seems like three years as we're just on this countdown. <laughs> I think we're about 30-something days or maybe close to 30 days away from the home opener, for, or excuse me, from the season opener for mm-hmm. the Oakland Raiders. Uh, actually, it was 30 days yesterday because it's September 11th. So, mm-hmm. boy, we got lots to look forward to. But, man, this is a Sacramento Kings podcast. So let's talk some basketball and let's talk this uh, this brand-new schedule that was released yesterday Carmichael Dave on the show that I produced, The Drive on KHDK Sports 1140, got his hands on a rough draft copy of the schedule that he quote-unquote leaked, and then it was confirmed 
around, I think, 3 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. But the Sacramento Kings, they do have their schedule out. And for the first time in a long time, Leo, their first game of the season is actually going to be on the road. They're going to be in Phoenix. Yeah, I can't wait to watch Devin Booker play. Um, play against Aaron Flalo, Garrett Temple, Malachi Richardson. It's going to be exciting to watch this game, and hopefully they uh, get a W because then they'll have momentum heading into the big home opener against the Spurs. Right, and it's uh, it's going to be unusual, and, and every fan wants their team's first game of the season to be in their arena. That's just, I mean, everybody wants to, but the bottom line is where half the league gets to start at home, the other half has to has to start on the road. And the Kings have been very fortunate to have so many home games in a row to open up their season. This year, though, they are uh, going to be starting out in Phoenix. However, fans don't have to wait very long to see their uh, debut because in the Golden 1 Center, like you said, the very next night, the Kings will be taking on none other than the San Antonio Spurs, a team that I guess I guess they're pretty good. I mean, they, they have a little bit of talent on that team, and their, their coaches <laughs> their coaches are right. Uh, but you know, a lot of people are frustrated actually by this these first two games of the season. Uh, Carmichael Dave was certainly not happy about it. My take, and I'll, I'll give it to you in a little bit, uh, is more kind of on the fence with it. But a lot of fans I know, and actually the Kings themselves, were not happy with how the schedule opened up for their season with the fact that you mean your home opener the first game in this brand new building the newest arena in the league is going to be played not only on or the home team is going to be playing not only on the second night of a back-to-back but they're also going to be hosting arguably the best and most consistent team in the western conference do you understand and do you feel the same way with that gripe there is no need to make excuses Everyone has to play back-to-back, and I know it's a new arena, blah, 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 but the Kings have to deal with it, and they have to stay professional and just play the game. Can you imagine if the Kings win that game, how much more it's going to mean for the fans and for the organization? And that's that's a good question, Leo, and it's it's part of my take on it, too, is, you know— It goes both ways, Matt. It's just that simple. Like you said, everybody has to play in back-to-backs. Everybody is going to have to play the Spurs sooner or later. Now one of the questions we can ask, and we'll talk about in just a little bit, is would you rather have the Spurs at the beginning of the season with with their new pieces? They're trying to work everything out. Would you rather have them (laughs) about 30 games into the season? So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But going back to just the actual home opener being on the second night of a back-to-back, you know, that's the way the schedule is. And it ultimately at least it's at the very beginning of the season when the second night of a back-to-back it's not like these guys are going to be fighting off season-long injuries or anything Mm -hmm. like that the fatigue is not going to be as bad as if you had a second night of a back-to-back in say february Mm -hmm. or march so i'm not expecting it to be that big of a difference and then like you said if the kings are somehow able to knock off the san antonio spurs to open up that building based off of the just the so little expectation that's right now that is surrounding right that team. You talk about momentum, you talk <laughs> about making a statement, and it's not unheard of, you know? Like, we've had a lot of games, meaningful games, 
especially back in Arco, I remember in particular, it was uh, one of the years that the Oklahoma City Thunder were just on a tear with Russell Westbrook, and they had Serge Ibaka, who was up and coming, and then, of course, Kevin Durant was the leader of the team at this time. This was before they had all their injury problems, and the Kings had a blackout night, and this was the season that they uh, declared that they were going to be staying in Sacramento, and they had a blackout night, and everybody uh, came out, and they took on this Oklahoma City Thunder team that looked unstoppable at the time, and the Kings actually beat them on that night on national television oh yeah it was uh Tyreek and uh Demarcus yes exactly and so you know it's not unthinkable that the Kings can beat the San Antonio Spurs on this big stage because you got to believe the energy is going to be there you know that the players are probably going to I shouldn't say probably they will respond to that energy (laughs) one way or another even the San Antonio Spurs will so you know if you're going to take on the Spurs I suppose the home opener actually is not a bad time to do it. However, I can understand where it seems like the NBA is setting the Kings up for failure in the early going. No, I think it's a blessing in disguise. I like it. The Kings play, they always play to the level of the competition. So when they play a good team, they usually play good. So I expect nothing less. I expect the Kings to win this game, just like I expected the team to win the last game at Sleep Train. I don't see why they should make an excuse because the Kings pretty much are a young team with a lot of veterans, and it's the beginning of the season. So as you stated, I don't expect them to use fatigue as an excuse right off the bat. Well, another thing that we can talk about, particularly with the early going of the schedule, Leo, is that, you know, the Kings really have a lot of their road games and and their major East Coast trip here in the early parts of the season. Now, a debate can be made whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. If you have all your hard and more difficult games on the road up front, there is a chance that you get off to a really, really bad start to the season. But again, there comes that argument. Is it better to get them out of the way early or not? You look at the schedule. So you open up in Phoenix, then you have two home games back to back, not on back to back nights, but on Thursday, the 27th of October, that's when you open against the Spurs. And then you have the Minnesota Timberwolves on the 29th. And then you play, what is it? Five straight games on the road at Miami, at Orlando, excuse me, at Atlanta, at Miami, at Orlando, at Milwaukee, and then at Toronto. Then you come home for another two, and then you're back on road for one, and then you're home for a little while. And then you have another big, uh, at the end of November, another major road trip in Brooklyn, in Washington, D.C., in Philadelphia, in Boston, in New York, and then wrapping up that road trip in Dallas. So by the time December hits, there are two major East Coast road trips are pretty much going to be out of the way. Your thoughts on having that early on rather than midway to towards the end of the season? I love it. It will test the Kings as well as a team. Um, it'll it'll test how Dave Yeager can coach under pressure and early on because like last season, they had a little bit of trouble playing cohesive uh, basketball because – there were so many different pieces, and this year is no different. They're going to have to get acclimated to each other. And these type of tests really help teams, you know, unify. And I see that happening. And if they don't, then, yeah, it's going to be another long season. But, again, let's not make, ex- let's not make excuses and just play the games. 
Well, I tell you what this team is going to have to do. They're going to have to be ready to go from the get-go because of a schedule like this. Now, this schedule is very capable of putting you in a ridiculously deep hole that no matter how hard you try, it's almost impossible to dig your way out of in the second half of the season. However, like you said, there is a lot of opportunity here for the Kings to really prove what they're made of. And if they are able to get off to a good start and maybe I I think a realistic goal was if you can make it to December through both of these road trips and be hovering around 500, even if you're a little bit below, I would say that's successful because you managed to work your way through the toughest part of the schedule already. The second half of your schedule is loaded with home games. Uh, You look at the month of February alone, the Kings don't even leave the state of California in the month of February. So there's a big golden month for a chance to really make up some ground. You know, if the Kings are able to hover around that 500 mark, maybe even be two, three, four games under 500 by the time by midway through December, when these major road trips are done, I'd say that's successful. And I say that is a great opportunity for the Kings to really come together and show what they're made of and grow as a team right out of the gate and then look forward to their home schedule where they can make that push and make that next step. Now, realistically, playoffs are not going to happen because on paper, this team has gotten worse from last year to this year. But on paper doesn't mean a thing. What matters is how they produce on the court. So we could have some surprises. We also could have a horrible flop. Uh, to open up this new arena you just do not know and hopefully it's going to be the the first of the two but either way it's i i believe it actually is a very good thing to open up your season when you're the most fresh on this road trip to really establish yourself especially as a young team and establish that team identity and then you can take that momentum with you into the major home games in the months of january february and march yeah, let's get the tough games out of the way. Let's build that cohesiveness as a team. And that's really what matters right now. We don't know what the final product is on the court. Vladi still has to make some moves. And who knows? They might get a very good point guard within the next month and a half, two months. We don't know that yet. So as of right now, it's really difficult to really assess what they'll do. Scrolling through here, just looking at the major matchups that the Kings are going to have at home. They have on November 10th, it's the first time they host the Los Angeles Lakers. That game, I believe, is going to, yes, it is going to be nationally televised. There are, Kings actually get two nationally televised games this season, which is fantastic. Uh, TNT will take on the Kings and Lakers in the Golden One Center on November 10th. And then ESPN will have the Kings and the Clippers on the 18th. And those are two really good chances for the Kings to show a national audience really what they can do, especially if they're able to lay the smack down on a struggling Lakers team. Uh, it also gives the city of Sacramento two good chances to really <laughs> show off the the glitz and glamour of the brand new arena that's just 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 going to be awesome so those two games are big the kings take on the spurs at home twice in the first two months of the season so it looks like they're getting a lot of those difficult matchups out of the way however what they aren't getting done out of the way is playing the golden state warriors they're not touching the warriors at all until 2017 leo they would play the warriors four times in the final three months of the season rather than taking them on at all in the first couple of months do do you prefer that what do you think about that and that's my favorite home stretch of the entire schedule. It starts with the Heat on the fourth, right? Um, then the Clippers, then the Warriors, which is going to be a fun Sunday night slash afternoon. Then the really young, explosive Detroit Pistons, 
It'll be a nice matchup between DeMarcus Cousins and Andre Drummond. And then we got the champions, LeBron King James in town. And then we have the beast, Russell Westbrook. So I just love that home stretch, Matt. Followed by wrapping up that home stretch, you have Paul George and the Indiana Pacers. One of my so that's a players. That's a big stretch of a lot of talented teams that are coming in here in a row. And that's one of those stretches where, yes, there isn't a bad team really in that group. You could argue the worst team is the Detroit Pistons, and they're looking really good. Also, we have to see how the Miami Heat are now that they are without Dwayne Wade and if Chris Bosh is even going to be playing for that team. But still, all these are proven franchises that are coming into your building back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And if you're talking about a chance to really make a statement and have that home crowd around you and behind you, if the Kings are able to hit that period of the schedule on a good stretch, they can really do some damage and really make a name for themselves in there. Now, one of the things we talked about on the drive today was that all four times last season, the Kings played the Golden State Warriors coming off of a back-to-back. And this season, they only do that twice. So that's that's a little bit of a silver lining, I suppose. Any team is difficult to play after a back-to-back, let alone the Golden State Warriors. Uh, but really, like you said, that home stretch there, and then they have another impressive home stretch after a brief road trip when they take on the Suns, the Warriors again, then the Chicago Bulls, then the Boston Celtics, then the Atlanta Hawks, then the New Orleans Pelicans. So they really have a nice bunch of games together where they're really not going to be leaving the building for a while. And I know the NBA has been trying to get rid of back-to-backs and trying to limit road trips, excruciatingly long road trips, as much as possible. Uh, And in terms of this schedule, I think they've really done a good job at that. Yeah, and i much rather face all these competitive teams at home with the best fans in the NBA cheering you on. So when fans say it's it's too tough of a schedule, blah, 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 well, everyone has to play the same schedule. And like I said, I much rather have it at home in the rocking new arena where it's going to be where the atmosphere is going to be really, really good and just really fun to be there. And looking at the schedule, you know, in terms of quality of talent, it's actually relatively balanced. A lot of times you'll see schedules where a lot of the difficult teams are in the early parts of the season and the second half is a little lighter or Mm -hmm. vice versa. But really... The balance of talent throughout this schedule is pretty solid with the exception of maybe towards the end of the season. Uh, the Kings play the Mavericks. We don't know how they're going to be. Then the Lakers, then the Rockets, then the Suns, and the Clippers. That's the their final five games of the season. So that might be the weakest chunk of games. But, you know, there is a lot of talent well-balanced on the schedule for the Kings this year. What makes the first half of the season more difficult than the second half, in my opinion, is just because of that major road trip. Yeah, so what do you think is the biggest or most difficult road trip if you if you had a choice? Well, I mean, that, that the major East Coast road trip is always difficult. Mm-hmm. The first one out of the two in the early going is probably easier than the second one, in my opinion. Well... That's not true, because looking at the second one, you know, a lot of it depends on how good the East is this year. Um, Both both East Coast road trips in the early going, they're not taking on the top tier uh, teams in the East. They're taking on certainly playoff teams. But I mean, Atlanta is their first of that first road trip, the first game. And then Miami, Orlando, Milwaukee and Toronto Mm -hmm. 
some playoff teams in there, but none of them, no, no Cleveland Cavaliers that are buzzsaws that you're running into. Really, the East Coast road trips, it's going to be the travel that's the most difficult part because, in my opinion, still the majority of the talent is in the Western Conference. And uh, to answer your question, it would probably be the first one just because the Kings are going to be trying to figure out who they are as a team. Yeah. Um, but both of them aren't too different in terms of just pure talent that they're going to be facing. Yeah. Cause then the second one, they have the Grizzlies, the Bulls, the Pistons, the Cavs, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Rockets. That's three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven games on the road. <laughs> Holy cow. That's a, that's a long road trip. That's the most difficult stretch in terms of pure talent teams that they're taking out of that group. Let's see. Memphis playoff team, Chicago playoff team, Detroit, I expect to be a playoff team. Cleveland, definitely a playoff team. Indiana, mm, maybe on the fence. Hornets, another on the fence. And then Rockets should be better this year. I don't expect the Bulls to be a playoff team. I expect the Patriots to be a playoff team. I expect the Pistons to be a playoff team. Um, And I expect the Hornets to be a playoff team. Interesting. You don't think Chicago is going to be a playoff team, huh? Nope, they won't. They well, won't because they have three players who are pretty much very similar players in the sense that they all stop the ball. Um, Rondo needs the ball in his hands. Jimmy Butler needs the ball in his hands. And so does Dwayne Wade. So I don't see where the cohesiveness is going to come from these three guys because essentially none of them are excellent outside shooters. Well, I tell you what, what we're going to have to do here in a podcast, maybe in about a month or so when we're approaching the season, we'll do a uh, – an Eastern Conference, just completely Eastern Conference-heavy podcast, and we'll run through the entire conference and uh, give our predictions and our ideas of who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. We'll do the same thing for the Western Conference as well. Uh, But as for right now, let's transition to some other of the major games in the schedule that don't involve the Kings. You're talking about uh, the Christmas Day games. I'm I'm doing these off the top of my head because I don't have them right in front of me. I know the Cavaliers and the Warriors are playing, of course, the finals matchup, which is typical. Uh, That game going to be played in Cleveland, I believe. And then you have the Clippers and the Lakers taking on each other. Just the L.A. matchup. That's really the only reason for it is that market. Uh, You also have New York and Boston. That's a game that I'm hoping is actually going to be really, really good because I expect the Celtics to be very good this season. I hope the Knicks are very good as well, just off of basically they're the Bulls from two years ago uh, (laughs) with that roster. So I hope that is a good matchup. Did you hear what Carmelo said, though, to uh, Mark Stein? I did not. He said that if his career ended today, that he would be happy with three gold medals and – uh, national championship in college pretty much saying that he's content with what he's done and if I recall he's still playing and I still think he has two years three years left in him so for him to say something like that in public is really an embarrassment yeah because I don't he's buy not that done playing you know I what I'm saying I don't buy that at all no it's absolutely bullcrap yeah that, I don't buy that at Everybody knows the prestigious award that you can get as a basketball player is an NBA championship. Yes, a gold medal is an incredible achievement, and it's extremely difficult because you have to be the best of the best of the best in the country to be able to make Team USA. So I'm not taking that away from him. But once Team US, once you get on that team and you actually get to the Olympics, it's really not that challenging of a road because of the guys (laughs) that you have beside you. Whereas going through the grind of an 82-game NBA season plus the playoffs just to make it to the finals, let alone win it. The finals are the cream of the crop, the ultimatum. And if you think that 
you're going to be satisfied as a competitor without getting that, but getting gold medals and a national championship in college, you're deranged. Carmelo Anthony is smarter than that. He absolutely yeah. knows that his, well, let's put it this way. If his sights aren't set on exactly. winning an NBA championship, exactly. if he's content being in a market like New York <laughs> with what he has now, he does not belong in this league anymore. I absolutely don't believe a second of that. Yeah, you know, it, that's absurd. Yeah, what's what's funny is that I just feel like he has so much pressure on him now because he has talent now. He has a Joe right. Kim Noah. He has a Derrick Rose next to him, and now it's like, oh yeah, I'm content if I win the gold medal. No, dude, you have a lot of pressure on you, and that's why you're saying that. Which to me goes back to, you know what? To me, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he won't ever yeah. be that. And. You know, to be honest, Carmelo has always played pretty much for a team of one. And he's always been the guy wherever he goes. However, him being the guy has not translated into any kind of success, whether it's playoffs or any kind of championship run. He just hasn't been that kind of player. Now, he has good, significant talent around him in New York. And to go out and say something like that is just it's it's really absurd. And it's not what you want out of your leader. So it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic goes down in New York. But we hope that they are competitive because the game of basketball is just better when the New York Knicks exactly. are in the playoffs just because of how big of a market how, uh, that place is. Uh, so we'll see if Boston and New York lives up to the hype on Christmas. I'm surprised, Leo, that the Oklahoma City Th- Thunder fans are going to have to wait all the way until February 11th before they get the chance to either welcome Durant back with thankfulness and praise or <laughs> hit him with a shower of booze like he has never heard before when he and the Warriors come into town. Really? Yeah, that's that's pretty late. February 11th is the first time that they will match up in Oklahoma City. Now, they will play early on in the season. Oklahoma City and Golden State will play okay. in Oracle, okay. but it won't be until February 11th that these two teams meet up in Oklahoma City. Is that, that before the All-Star game? I'm not entirely sure. February 11th, I'm not sure. Okay. Off the top of my head, I don't know, and to look it up right now may take too much time. I assume that it is, but I, I don't want to yeah. be uh, be pinning that down for sure. So it's definitely something to look up. But either way, a long time to wait, and that posts the interesting question that we're not going to spend too much time on, Leo, but give us uh, maybe a quick 60 seconds of your thoughts. Does Durant return home to, or I shouldn't say return home, return to Oklahoma City with a shower of booze or a shower of praise? A shower of booze mm. because Russell Westbrook and company will be there waiting just to pretty much slice their heads off and just win that game, man. Boy, and the way Russell Westbrook plays, always with a chip on his shoulder, always My hard goodness. and always angry, I cannot wait for the <laughs> opportunity when Russell and Durant have an isolation one-on-one, and we'll see who gets it's the better It's going to happen. Trust me. It's going to oh, happen. There's, there's going to be major stare-downs, major gamesmanship. Durant will probably take the high road post-game. I don't expect Westbrook to take do the same, nor do I want him to do the same. I want Westbrook <laughs> to tell me how he feels with that matchup. I don't want there to be bad blood, but I want there certainly to be competition, and we certainly have that to look forward to. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. A lot of good storylines to follow in this upcoming season. And again, we'll break that down more when we uh, preview all of the Western Conference. And then we'll also do a complete Eastern Conference preview as well. But as for right now, that is going to do it here for this Friday episode. We hope that you have a fantastic weekend and we look forward to having you back with us on Monday. Before we go, 
I have to let you know that if your business is looking to make more sales or simply generate exposure, Cowbell Kingdom is now offering marketing solutions. We offer online marketing, social media consultations, graphic design, and we can produce you a quality video commercial. We have different plans for different budgets, but we guarantee quality work that will make you a client forever. You can email us at info.cowbellkingdom at gmail.com for more information or visit cowbellkingdom.com slash advertise with us. Also, if you're looking to build a website or you simply need to help or simply need help with your site, Amplo Creative can certainly help you. Check out their easy to use grade my site tool on amplocreative.com and evaluate your online marketability in 45 seconds. That's it, just 45 seconds. It doesn't get any better than that. Ask for the CK special to receive a great deal. Also, Leo, before we wrap up, you told me something interesting before we started recording this podcast. Kenny Thomas's new restaurant is opening up to the public here pretty soon, and you actually have a preview of that on Cowboy Kingdom. Is that correct? Absolutely. Tonight, we will release uh, a teaser. It's about 45 seconds. Then, tomorrow at 8 a.m., we are releasing the entire five-minute preview, sneak preview of El Rey, um, his new restaurant, literally right across the arena. So... I expect that place to be the hottest spot before a game and after a game. Um, you and I, Matt, will be having live shows occasionally there as well after the game. So Very it's going nice. to be a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to being there. My tum- tummy's already rumbling just thinking about it. <laughs> look forward to seeing Kemi Thomas out there as well. Just a quality, top-notch dude. Uh, so much to look forward to. And, yes, we, we really hope that that place is popping. We hope to see many fans out there throughout the course of the season, whether it's us doing a live show or you better believe I'm going to be there stuffing my face after a game, especially if it's a bad <laughs> loss. I'll be chugging down food and trying not to cry. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cowbell Kingdom podcast. Again, we encourage you to join the conversation any chance that you get. Me on Twitter, at MattGeorgeKHDK, at BSLeo on Twitter as well. You can reach him also at Cowbell Kingdom. All those three Twitter handles get directly to us. Also, if you want to join in the conversation on Facebook, any social media platform, believe me, we see it and we want to get involved with you. Thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend. This has been the Cowbell Kingdom podcast right here on CowbellKingdom.com. What if a nursing college cared for its students the same way nurses cared for their patients? What if the focus was on keeping students in, not weeding them out? What would happen? Something extraordinary. Join us, and together we can make a difference. Chamberlain University College of Nursing. Extraordinary care, extraordinary nurses. Visit Chamberlain's Arlington campus for an open house on September 14th at 4 p.m. Enrolling for our three-year BSN degree program with no current wait list. Register at chamberlain.edu.